This is the podcast from the Prolonged Engagement. Go to theprolongedengagement.com for links to absolutely everything that we do. That includes our Facebook and Twitter and podcast services of your choice. There's also a link to YouTube where you can subscribe and view all of these lovely videos that we make just for you. Uh, because honestly, who the hell else is watching? If you don't know who we are, my name is Kyle. And I'm Sarah. And this show goes live every Monday at, at noon. noon. And uh, let's start the show with game news. Since we haven't played anything new. That is correct. There is a uh, big game news. And um, since this comes out on Monday, sorry, we're we're like recording this super super early, yeah, because uh, we won't be here over the weekend. Um, we have to go down uh, back to Florida for a wedding. We are we are going to a wedding. Yes, we are. So, um, by the time you see this, it will already be out. It will already be out. So the original Game Boy versions of Pokemon will be. Um, re-released, re-released digitally on the uh, the Nintendo eShop for your 3DS slash 2DS system. So this this isn't just uh, Pokemon Red and Blue. This is also Pokemon Yellow, which was the special Pikachu uh, edition. Pikachu. Um, each of these, they said they're going to be um, $9.99 a piece, and they oh no what. Nine they're only ten bucks. Yes, they're only ten bucks. Would you expect it to be like thirty or forty? Yeah. No, because they're when, old fucking games. Well, because when I, <sighs> I remember getting that game when I was a kid, and it was like sixty bucks. No, it wasn't. Not I got Game Boy game. I game got Boy yellow. Games. Game Boy games were never that much. It wasn't that much? No. Oh. They were like thirty. I remember, but like I just remember it being expensive because my the mom same, was like, "They're they're this comparable is to a game. they're comparable to a 3ds game now." So it was around thirty bucks. Well, that's how it's always been with the handhelds, except when we moved on to the the 3ds, it went up to about forty. Yeah. So we did get that for about forty with. Um, but I, I'm just surprised. Sorry. With a uh, 3ds and Vita. So these will be uh these are not these are not like re like redone at all. Um these are straight ports. So this is the exact game that was released on September twenty eighth of nineteen ninety-eight. Oh my god. So and so they're saying like I've I've heard things about how the games will be exactly the same. I as in like think. every glitch that's in there. I don't like think I'll get it then. All the crap. Why not? It's exactly the same. Yes. And those were hard. Yes, they were. They were. I want the challenge. I want the nostalgia. 
I do want the nostalgia. I want, I want nostalgia. the challenge, but at the same time, uh, I think I've become kind of a lazy Pokemon trainer because of how well, easy X and, it is. X and Y and uh, Omega Ruby and uh, Alpha Sapphire made you lazy with the EXP share. Yeah. Um, but and it also made the way that I play Pokemon. I don't play it with that. Oh, you don't use that at all. I mean, I use it. With, I do with the new games. I use it, and it just makes everything easier. But I never thought that Pokemon games were too hard before. Oh, because no, I just was a sucky ass Pokemon trainer well, before. You were and also you, you were also the kind that would um, work like, on my main, and then like your 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 Blastoise was at level seventy, and then the rest of your party was like level fifteen. Yeah. So you were one of those. Yeah. Which is why I kicked your ass every time that you said, I can beat you, Pokemon. And I'm like, mm, I don't want to go there. If you killed my Blastoise, I was done. Yeah, if I killed, that's all I had to do. And I had to send and out you, like. And you knew that. And I would have had like a level 50 like Raichu and it would have been done. Yeah, and it wasn't fair. It would have been done. It wasn't fair. So I don't, I'm going to get red. I got, I had red before. I'm going to get red. I had I, red. I got fire red when it came out for the for the Game Boy, and I will get red again. When I was a kid, I had blue and I had yellow. Yeah, so I mean, I you could get both if you wanted. To, true, but I mean, I'm because I, I, because I like I, I don't I don't want the Pikachu version. But um, what I would always do though with that is I don't even remember. No, because I had a friend who also had a Game Boy, so I'd let them use my blue. And then I would trade my Pikachu across. You know, you can catch Pikachus. I knew I could. I just couldn't find them. And I was... I will do it this time. I will catch a damn Pikachu. I will freaking do it. Because I did it in Fire Pika, Red. Pika. I did it in Fire Red. I can yeah. do it in, in, in original yeah. Red. Yeah. I, I need to re... I need to figure out. If I'm... I, I might do both. So that sounds so childish of me. By the time you're watching this, good people, I will have red on my 3DS and I will be playing the fuck out of it. I will. Can can I be playing blue and yellow then? You can pl be playing whatever the heck you want, but I will be playing red. Or on my Animal 3DS. Crossing Happy Homes. You can play whatever the heck you want, but I will be playing I will be playing red on my 3DS. Okay. It will be done. Okay. It will be done. Okay. You want to move on to the next topics? Uh, yes, I do. More game news. I thought it was news. Oh, huh? we have more game no, no, news. No, no, no. There's more game news. Oh, okay. Kay. Sorry. This is this will be quick though. Okay. If 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 you don't know, uh, Bethesda released their um, mm. DLC packs. Their DLC packs for Fallout Four. They're going to be released in March, April, and May. Uh, the first one is. Automatotron or something. Oh, you shit. talked about this already. Yeah, I know. But uh, um, at any rate. Oh, was something else released about that? No. The season pass. Yes. Um, it was originally twenty nine ninety nine. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Bethesda, when they released, when they said, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put out these. Yes. Yeah. And we've got more coming. Yeah. Uh, when they said that, we said, Look, we we re we readjusted, and we're not going to be able to sell that season pass for twenty nine ninety nine. We're going to up the price to forty nine ninety nine. And um, well, that seems so that's shitty. What it's be. However, they released they they told us about that DLC a couple weeks back, 
and yeah. it's been $29.99 and it will be $29.99 up until March 1st. So by the time that you're watching this, today is the 29th. This is the last day that you get can it. get that season pass for $29.99. I've done it. You should do it. And, and seriously, go, go, go do that before it goes up, especially. And if you haven't bought Fallout 4 yet, fucking Shame do that. On you. Shame on you. Shame on you. Go get the game and then uh, and buy the season pass and you'll be set for life. I mean, set. God, this is so for damn life. good. News segment brought to you today by theprolongedengagement.com. Soon to be Dr. Pepper. Seriously, I mean, the, the, eight, the 20 of you that are subscribers... Please, please tweet at Dr. Pepper and tell them that we love them so much and we want them to sponsor us. We really do. I, I, I want it. We have. I want it. I want it so bad. We have a case in the. I want it so bad in the fridge, and plus two more in the cupboard. So. Well. Are you going to embarrass me again by the some rail, horrible story? The rail environment is not a playground, says Rail Network's interim CEO. Risking your life to shave a few minutes off your commute isn't worth it. Just ask this reckless man who came terrifyingly close to being killed when he tried to cross the tracks in Seymour, Southern Australia wait, at wait, 6.40 wait. a.m. Tuesday. Can I, am I, am I going to get, I don't know if I'm going to copyright for this. The video posted online by network operator V-Line shows him going down onto the tracks and walking across to the other side. Kyle? He's just about to haul himself onto the opposite platform, but realizes an oncoming train is yards away. After quickly turning and running back, he somehow narrowly avoids being struck by the train. Can I? Can I? Can I sing something? What? Dumb ways to die. So many dumb ways to die. Dumb ways to die. So many dumb ways to die. That whole freaking game was about train safety, people. There he is, about to die. Oh my god! I mean, he narrowly. Look how <laughs> freaking close that is. Inches. Well, it's oh. Australia. It'd be centimeters. Oh, centimeters. He 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 literally <laughs> should have gotten his like foot taken off. I, I don't know how he did it. Oh my God. He runs across. He runs across, and then he's he's tr- he's hoisting himself up onto the other side. He looks to his left, and he's like, oh, "I'm going shit. to die," and then runs in the opposite direction. Just narrowly. So, supposedly the um, the train driver did manage to hit the brakes, but he was like, "Oh no, I was going too fast. I would have killed him." So. Dumb ways to die. I swear to God. So many. <laughs> to God. People, please, please. D- isn't that Australian too? Dumb ways to die. Yeah, I think it's made by Australian people. Yeah, it's it, it was made by the Australian rails. Mm-hmm. So, oh my God, then he should have known dumb ways to die. I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he is. He is the dumb ways to guy. Dumb ways to die, dude. I, I'm. I just. I'm sorry. Sorry. 
Anyway, so... Um, oh, I should have done it one last. Darren Wilson. Don't know who that is. Spent the last 18 months and many a dark night on this bizarre project. Man turns bedroom into a $21,000 bat cave. Here he is. He has, he's like a super huge Batman fan. So he has something like $21,000. Is that his bedroom? Or is that just a room in a house? This is his computer room. And so he, so he, he has. I feel like that would be so uncomfortable. He has like $21,000 worth of Batman merchandise memorabilia that he's he's bought and so he was so he had it all in his computer room and he's like what could make this room cooler turn it into a freaking cave so this guy is so this uh darren wilson um he uh he's uh he's handy and he's so did he do that himself he's a sculptor by trade so he actually did this himself he um he put a he uh, uh, fitted uh, w- wooden joints and mesh to hold paper mache stalactites. Yeah, and then he covered it all in uh, six shades of gray paint. So yeah, he spent who, a lot. Who of... Who has that much time in their on their hands? To Obviously, do that. he did. And so it's it's more like a talking point. But um, he did uh he did manage to um to make a promise to his wife that he wouldn't decorate any more rooms in the house. So good. good for her. Good for her. Good for her. I bet it was like a divorce point too. I just feel you like do it again. I just feel like I'm this guy is me. That better not be you. Well, because also he's got an iMac in the back. Oh. I mean, Batman and Mac. It just speaks to me so well. Yeah. Your shirt, babe. I know. I'm wearing wearing the Batman shirt here. I'm not using an Apple product to view this on, but yeah. that is because this is my tablet thingy yeah but still which i hate if you haven't heard me railing on how much of a piece of shit this thing is and you i won't even get into that no not gonna do it so (sighs) concerned citizens call cops in central england after spotting what they thought was an injured otter on the side of the road. Plastic bag? Police officers rushed to the scene in Newport, Shropshire, in a bid to save the wounded creature. But they soon realized that they didn't really have an animal emergency on their hands. It was actually just a faux fur collar from a coat. Here's the picture of it. Oh my god! <laughs> so here's the uh, here's the uh, there we go. So somebody thought it was okay. an otter. Okay, I can see how it looks like an otter oh, or a weasel. Definitely, especially if you don't get close. So, to so, it. so people called the so people called the cops. Oh my god! It's this poor die. baby otter is weasel. So, um, the the police um, did they lose their shit and the police station just they they took a they they made a mockery of it afterwards. So they had. Of course, that picture from their Twitter uh, feed, mm-hmm. and then so they put it in the uh, they put it in the squad car uh, with the caption of "Thank you to everyone for your concerns." Ollie, 
the faux otter, is safely in our van recovering from his ordeal. Oh, (laughs) okay, that really does look like an otter. And then so afterwards, afterwards he said, um, and here's Ollie back in the station reading tweets after the photographs went viral. And here it is with the uh, for the computer. It looks like an otter. It does. It really does. And um. Yeah, so Okay, that's I really that cute. That's kind of funny. That's cute. So it went it went absolutely crazy. Um yeah, they they posted a, a series of pictures mm-hmm. on Twitter and um and it just yeah, it yeah. shot to the top. When geoscientist and National Geographic explorer Andres Ruzo was growing up in Lima, Peru, his grandfather used to tell him wild stories of Spanish conquistadors, cities of gold, and an Amazonian river that could boil men alive. But it wasn't until Russo was studying geothermal, geothermal energy that he decided to look into this mythological boiling river, and to his surprise, he actually found it. There's actually a mythological boiling river? So boiling rivers aren't aren't actually they they are like they're real. Yeah, I've heard of it. But they're and I've normally heard of it happening. but they're normally near volcanoes. Yes. Okay. This one is 400 miles from the nearest volcano. Okay, then how does it work? He's been doing so this this guy Andres Ruzo has been doing um has been uh, uh doing research yeah. on this river for the past 5 years. Yeah. Um and he has been keeping it hush hush. Because a boiling river in the Amazon is like crazy and, and yeah. shit. But there's like a shaman that um, that guards it, and um, and like the locals, they you know they look to it uh, they, like like a god, like worship yeah. it. Yeah, they they think that, um, which would make sense. They believe it to they believe um, the uh, the the heat from the water actually comes from. A, a a river spirit, so okay, yeah, but um, so what he thinks is that the um, uh, <sighs> come on, speak. So he thinks that the water actually comes from the uh, the glaciers in the Andes. Yeah, and he believes that um, that water seeps down into the earth. Yeah. And then when it gets hot enough, it um, formed it formed it, formed it uh, it boiled it, and then mm-hmm. shot it up to the top because it you know of course yeah. that's how you know geysers work and shit. Yeah. Um, so he thinks that it just it just happened to be where it, it went far enough down, mm-hmm. and then it came back up in this area. Yeah, and um, uh, he he said that there are undocumented species of uh, of microorganisms that are Whoa. living in this in this water, and okay, um, that's really cool. And it's like, like crazy crazy stuff that you know not only have geologists never seen before, but microbiologists and and stuff like this. And yeah. so he's he's um he said that uh it's taken him a long time because he wanted to introduce the river to the world responsibly. Yes, and um and I really. I'm just like I I I praise him on uh, that. Good on him for that one. Good on yeah. him for that one. What are you doing? But uh, supposedly this um absolutely this, not. And I'm I'm sure they you know, I, I'm showing pictures of it. Of course. Um, check this one out. So this is the shaman that is. 
Okay. Look at that. Isn't that the coolest thing you've ever seen? That is a beautiful picture. And um, it's the the water flows hot uh, between uh, 120 and 196 degrees Fahrenheit. People aren't getting in there. And runs for four miles. Do people get in there? And is as wide as a two-lane road. That's a lot of boiling water. People don't get in that, do they? No. No, they do not. Absolutely not. All right. Well, that does it for the news. If you people have been living under a rock, then this will be news to you. Yeah. (laughs) So um, the FBI has subpoenaed Apple to unlock the iPhone 5C from um, the uh, San Bernardino terrorists. Shooters. The, uh, yeah, the, the shooters in, in, in San Bernardino. And, of course, Apple has taken a stance against it to where they say that they are not going to unlock yeah. that phone. because Is it a single phone or is it multi-phones? It's one single phone. Mm-hmm. And the, the government is actually pushing this thing out um, as... Oh, it's only one phone, and it's a San Bernardino uh, shooter. shooter. So, of course, they should absolutely do it it for us. I can see where they're coming from. Except it's not just one phone. It's 12. What? There are 12. I told you. Well, come on. There are 12 Apple devices that are currently out there in the hands of law enforcement. And if they end up doing this for this one iPhone, yeah. That means that they will be please get her off. Seriously, she's You're not you lost your privilege. Seriously, she has. Um I love you but no. So it's 12? Also, yeah, it's it's 12 other iPhones. And these are uh, not not just iPhones but iPads. But that's as well. why I asked, is it just one? Yeah. And so um, these are ranging from there's a, a 5S, there's a 6 Plus, there's a 6. Um, there are also two iPhone 3s, one running uh, iOS 6, the other iOS 4. Um, and then uh, an iPad 2 uh, running uh, iOS 7. And um, all of these were given, um, all of these were received. Within the past year. So the first one being um, October 8th. And uh, the last one um, uh, received was February 9th. Um, Apple has objected to unlocking all of these phones. And if they are forced to unlock... If they are forced to unlock this 5C, they will be forced to unlock all of these. And these are not... These are not... um, uh, these are all FBI phones, and they're mm-hmm. all, and um, the uh, federal government is trying to enforce the All Writs Act yeah. to unlock these phones. Yeah. If if you don't know what the All Writs Act is, it was uh, <laughs> it was signed into law over two hundred years ago. Yes. In seventeen eighty nine. If I remember, it's about mail. It's. George frickin' Washington 
Okay, sign that into yes, law. Yes, but I'm ask. I'm trying to remember. Is it about mail? No, written the, letter mail. Um, it could be, but the All Writs Act, um, actually, uh, the the act gives the government the power to issue orders under extraordinary circumstances. What the fuck was that? Yeah, that's um, what it is. Crap, I I just lost it. I'm sorry. Um. Act gives a gives a government uh, the power to issue orders under extraordinary under extraordinary circumstances when no other law or statute can be applied. Mm-hmm. So it pretty much says like, well, there's no law against it, so you have to do it. Yeah, because we're the government. And um, and I completely agree with Apple on this stance. They should not have to unlock okay. that phone. And here's another thing. While it was under San Bernardino, uh, the the police Can, office there, yeah, um, they changed the passcode, the the uh, iCloud password, to try and get into into the phone. Okay, which was stupid. That doesn't help you. It doesn't help you. the The thing was is that the 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 i the iPhone was making um, ding noises. Was, I'm getting no no no. It was up. It was uploading to the cloud. It was backing up to iCloud. Yeah. Okay. Which would have all the information that the FBI would need mm-hmm. in those backups. The problem is the last backup was done in October, which was which was almost two months before the shootings happened. Yeah. So the FBI was like, oh, well, there's two months and we, uh, we need that shit. And so Apple said, well, if you wouldn't have changed his iCloud password, mm-hmm. then we could have forced... That phone to back up. up to back up. Yeah, but since you changed the password, we can't do that. Yeah, you've you you've you've killed the the one thing that we could have done for you. Yeah, and 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 Don and so, felt comfortable with what Don and felt comfortable with. Yeah, because they weren't they weren't um, infringing on on any privacy rights. Yeah, the reason that they can't get into that iPhone is because it's been encrypted. Okay. So starting with iOS eight or yeah. iOS nine, so um, they have started to encrypt all of the data on iOS devices, Can't, which means like mm-hmm. they take all the they take all the data and they scramble it. Yeah. And the only way that you can unscramble it is if you have that passcode. Okay. So. Um, can I play devil's advocate? Yes, please. Okay, this is coming from a stance of somebody who wants to work with the government and wants to uh, be able to catch bad guys. This could be a way to look at behaviors before the times of the crimes and help in predictive, predictive later on the road. Okay, are you talking about suspected terrorists? Like... What are you talking about? Are you talking like there there's this is this is what part of this is is that are we going to um give up some of our privacy for security what i'm talking about is um because i'm uh i'm going to reference another case where a fif- i think she was 15 she was either 15 or 16 she was a minor she was dating someone over the age of 18 and he told her, go kill your parents, and then we can be together. Mm-hmm. 
the only reason she was able to be charged as an adult and was be able to, um, I don't know how she was sentenced. I haven't uh, seen anything else on the case. But uh, she was able to be treated as an adult in court was due to the text messages on her phone. Okay. So, uh, I'm coming from somebody who says, yes, we need our privacy, but at the expense of if we can find a predictive behavior... Okay, where the, do you're we... you're going into you're going into, the the San Bernardino shooters are dead. Yes, they're dead. Yes, what you're talking about is an individual that was still alive at the time that she was being sentenced. Yes, therefore, she knew the passcode. She could unlock her phone yes. if she had an iPhone. She could she unlock did. her phone, and she could give up that access. Okay. Yeah. What? The FBI wants Apple to do is make another version of iOS that will undermine the security that's built in. So okay. right now, right now, an iPhone, if you type in a passcode ten times, wipes it, the phone clean. Yeah, I know that. Okay. Trust me, I know that. So what the FBI wants is not only the ability to take that out, yeah. So where you can just type in as many, yeah, um, until you get it right, until yeah, until you get it right. But they also want to make it to where they plug that iPhone into a supercomputer, mm-hmm. and then the supercomputer figures it out. Okay. Because if you were to try the passcodes on the phone, it will take forever. It would take five point five years <laughs> to, to and that's try, not going to help you. And that's not going to help you. So the only way to do that is through a supercomputer, and um, they want that access as yeah. well. What if on that phone is names of other terrorists and other plants? Yeah, I understand. I understand the implications that you know sites that he was that um, sites he was the, on that he was on people text messages he had contacted that he had made, people that he was contacting um, could save more lives. Not just save more lives; it could stop before anything happens. However, the types of now, and the FBI has also told Apple. They said, "Look, we'll send the damn phone to you. You unlock it for us, and then we'll take it back." So, okay, nothing goes out of Apple. Yeah. And Tim Cook says, "Do you know what kind of company I run here?" I mean. You're you're literally you're you the FBI They're asking is, is him to do asking, something completely against their morals, correct? Not just their morals, but them as a company, you're gonna kill Apple. You could potentially kill Apple. And you could kill a lot more people with 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 the with the iOS that they're that they're gonna set out. This is what I'm saying. Let's just so the big thing that Tim Cook is worried about is if he says, yes, we're going to do this for you, mm-hmm. him saying yes has to go on public record. Of course. Because it's with the government. Yes. So therefore, and it's, everyone, and it's part of a court case. Everyone in the United States will know that yeah. they are currently working on that, uh, on that iOS software. Yes. That means that every hacker in the world will be after it. Will be after that. Because 
how many freaking iOS devices are in the world right now and tell me how many iOS devices are in the hands of our government officials. That's very true. I mean, I know for a fact John McCain has one because he talked to Tim he he talked to Tim Cook about about yeah. his iPhone. I know that he has one. He's a damn he's a damn senator. Yeah. I don't want anyone knowing what what John McCain is saying. Yeah. And guess what? If President Obama has one, I definitely the fuck don't want anybody knowing what what President Obama is talking about. Yes. And I don't want the Secretary of Defense or the Secretary of State. I don't want any of that crap getting out anywhere. Yeah. There's something <coughs> that people forget that can be done to fight against this. Hmm. It's called um, closing a case. Not closing it completely, but um, taking it out of public eye and closing the files so that it is not public okay, record. But the hackers is one thing. Yes. The second thing is Apple employees. I hate to break it to you. They're people. But they're still people. And they can be swayed by money. That they can. And I'm sure that there is at least one employee at Apple that would sit there and go, I would take that software and I would sell it to the highest bidder. Yeah. And I don't care how much money. Um, um, uh, what it will do to my job. What it, what it will do. What Apple will, will, uh, will sue me for or anything. That, I mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. Apple can sue you, but that's about it. You can't be, um, you know. Technically, the government could go after you for um, releasing government secrets. But the like whole point they did is, with Snowden. Yeah, they can they can sue you, and and they can they can send you to jail. But guess what? That information is still out there. True. And that information can cause national security. And not just yeah. for the United States. That's for every Western country out there that yes. has access to iPhones. So it's the entire world. Could. Japan has them. Mm-hmm. China has them. All of Europe has them. Yeah. You know. And they're huge in Europe, too. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I, this just, just, I mean, and I the know, and I know that I'm coming. Is- and I know that I'm coming from a, a computer science stan- uh, standpoint on this. And I'm coming from a forensic psychologist standpoint. Where I'm saying, like, it doesn't matter. The privacy of that user has to be has to be protected and because Im- the implications of it otherwise can be catastrophic. Yes, but justice also must be served. And I, do, I, I, I don't believe that, that the government... I think that the government is sitting there going, like... What Apple is talking about is our technicalities. Yes. What they're saying is like, oh, they're, they're this not, could happen. They're not thinking about what could happen. They're not thinking long run. They're thinking this is what we have to do to solve this case and to possibly save more lives. And I don't think that that's and that's another that's another problem with the government is that they don't think long long run. They may not think long term, but what they want to do is possibly save lives and stop more danger from occurring. And if they unlock that phone and that gets out, he had deleted his uh, Safari history, deleted all of his text messages, deleted all of his emails off that phone Mm -hmm. before he went on a killing spree. Then what? Isn't there a way to get it off? No. There's no way to get that back. If you deleted your text messages, they're gone. 
And in fact, text. Uh, then that, in fact, then that iPhone has it to where it gets rid of your. Te- if if he could have had it set up to where, because I know that my phone does it. It deletes. Mm-hmm. It deletes text messages that are thirty days old. It just deletes them. So guess what? Text Those messages two months are that gone. He, he could have made texts in uh, November that would have been gone. Completely Plans. gone. Plans that could have been gone. And that's horrifying. And and I'm sure that the FBI doesn't think about that either. No, they're, they're not thinking about that. They're not thinking... Um, they're probably not thinking, oh, we won't be able to get to this. We won't be able to get to that. Mm-hmm. They're thinking, this is on there. This is what we can do. Yeah. Because which that's, is good on them. Mm-hmm. They should be diligent which, about which it. Which is how, when you first told me about this and mm-hmm. I first read it, I said, no, the FBI is right. Mm-hmm. I immediately, uh, I polarized um, against Apple. I was like, Apple, what are you doing? Why are you going against your country and trying to hurt us? And that was the big thing that Tim Cook put out. And he was like, he's like, I absolutely hate that we have to go against our own government on this. Because and that's what I said to you too. I was like, "What's and Apple's I, problem?" I I do. I hate it that they that they that they feel that they have to do this to protect themselves. They're not. They're not just protecting themselves. They know the implications. Yes. They know what could happen. They're looking long term. I mean, seriously. Yeah. They like, know what can happen. It. Though Apple of you, all companies, you were the one. You were the one who had to. Reel me back in and say, now look at it a different way. Yeah. Because you, you heard my reaction originally. I said, absolutely not. Apple's in the wrong. And you're like, this is what it means, though. Yeah. For somebody who isn't computer savvy mm-hmm. and who is not, who probably doesn't understand the implications of creating a program like that, like I did, mm-hmm. and how I was playing devil's advocate, won't understand or even see that coming. Yeah. That is not the first thing that they're thinking of. Right. They're thinking, "Oh, this is a good thing." But so Apple is Apple is 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 uh, is trying their um Th- they're well, I think what, Apple's going to do the right thing and try to figure out a different what, party what trying, way around it. What is. they're trying to do is because if the government tells you you have to do something, you're going to have to do it. Yes. So they're trying their hardest to fight it yeah. at the moment. And their new thing is that they are going to uh, they're going to pull up the First Amendment on this. Fantastic. Because there has been no laws. Yeah. Um, no laws that have been created for this type of for this type of, of, uh, of thing. And so they're going to make it law by putting it into the by by um, you know having having the court decide yeah. whether or not the First Amendment applies to this, and it does because it is computer code. Computer code mm-hmm. is copyrighted, which means it is speech, which means mm. it is protected by the First Amendment. And that's Damn what they, Apple. So, so they've got, are you kidding? Do you know how much their lawyers make? You have <laughs> no idea. They actually released that Any shit. Any of you who are in law school, go work for Apple. They sound like a good company to work for. <laughs> and you will never be without a job yeah. at with Apple Law because seriously, they've, oh my God. 
Apple's lawyers are saying the government here is trying to use a statute from 1789 in a way that it was never used before. They are at, they are seeking to they are seeking a court order mm-hmm. to compel Apple to write new software to compel speech is what he's saying. So and that That's is totally against the first amendment. The first amendment. The 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 law is That's, that they cannot. They cannot. That's also speech. against. Um, Miranda writes. So, I mean, like I said, we're recording this way early, so... Who knows um, what will happen by Monday? Exactly. Especially since um, Apple has until Friday to formally respond to the court order. Yeah. Um, Which I I assume, I assume is, is, is is going to be that they, that they, uh, they oppose it. Yeah. Um, But the uh, hearing on the matter is set for uh, March 22nd and uh, CEO Tim Cook has uh, has said that the, that the Cupertino, California-based company is willing to take the case all the way to the oh. U.S. Supreme Court if necessary. <laughs> oh, God, you, just, God just, love them. Just to tell you. God love them. Just to tell you, based upon what I understand Stick about- Stick it to the man, Apple. What, what I understand about the government, mm. they basically just threw everything down and said, try us. Yeah, try Tim Cook us. was like, I we're have- taking this bitch to the Supreme Court. Anyway, it's okay, baby. He's not gonna. Um, so meanwhile, uh, uh, Cook wants Congress to form a commission to actually look into uh, the larger clash over s- technology and security. Well, so he is actually he's actually calling for a congressional commission. Yeah. To uh, to to come and and create laws. What I find very interesting because if this happens again, you know, what are we gonna do? Where. You know, if somebody has a freaking Galaxy S7 mm-hmm. or something and commits a crime like that, and they have to, um, and they have to unlock that for, and they're going to go to Google or they're going to go to Samsung and say do it, and they're going to say do it, and Apple is is trying to advocate for is for setting precedent. Yeah, they're right now. they're trying to set precedent, and I was like, yes, what do it? What I find interesting is the fact that technology is moving so much faster than the law is Mm -hmm. the law moves at a law's pace which is basically a snail's pace while technology is running at a cheetah's pace Mm -hmm. so no matter what you do when dealing with technology you're going to always be setting precedents with it yeah and that and and (sighs) and seriously that's the and and what apple and tim cook are trying to do is that they're, they're they're trying to change that yeah they're gonna say they're they're trying to sit there and go, you know, this is this needs to change. Yes. And really, I mean, other other than other than voting, the only the only people that can really make change happen are the big business owners yeah. in, in this country. And I'm glad that he's advocating he's doing that. He's not just advocating for those businesses like Apple, like Google, like Google. Uh, all the uh, like Microsoft, these yeah. big these big data companies, but th- he's also advocating for us. Yes, because it's in at the end of the day, it's our privacy. Yes, that it he's is. fighting for. You know, he's fighting for his bottom line. You know, where you know people are gonna sit there and uh, I mean, he's he's saying you know mm-hmm. uh, that you know if people don't have their privacy then they're going to leave apple yeah. but um if the whole um 
the the crap. If everyone doesn't work together to make things better, then nothing's going to get better. If the whole industry doesn't work as a whole to make things better. If the whole industry doesn't doesn't work together to to protect the privacy of their users, then the whole industry is will fall. Yes. So he's 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 working. He's he's doing something good. He's doing the Lord's work. It's what he's doing. And seriously, and and and, and he is 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 uh is doing what everyone in the United should States be should be doing. They should be <gasps> fighting for what they want the government to do. Yes. The whole reason the whole this whole democratic system is based off of we elect people and mm-hmm. then those elected to officials to be our voices. Those elected officials are our voices. Yes. So tell your damn elected officials yeah that you want things changed. Yeah. And you do that with your effing vote. Yes. Do not sit down in this country and don't uh. vote. I'm freaking serious. Yeah, because if you don't go vote, we're going to have go, Donald Trump as our next president. If you don't vote, nothing will change. And we're going to have Donald Trump as our next president. If you don't vote, nothing will change. The last election in the United States, okay? Uh, not not in the United States. The midterm elections in Florida. Yeah. Okay. There was a there was a, a there was an amendment on the ballot. Yep. And it was for medical marijuana. Yep. Guess what? Didn't when they get actually because polled, no one voted. When they actually polled the people in Florida, I think it was somewhere like seventy five to eighty percent of the people that they polled said, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'll vote yes on amendment two for medical marijuana. Oh yeah, but no sure. one went to just go vote. But thirty percent of the voting public showed up for that election. Yes. And Amendment 2 was shot down because it didn't get enough votes. Yeah. Okay, if that's if, if that's the case, if if most if most of the country or most of the state wants something to happen and it doesn't happen, There's well that's your own fault. Your fault. So get out there and vote. Seriously, just go do it. I don't care if you say my vote doesn't matter. It does. It really does, people. It does. And it matters a lot. Because you saying that it doesn't matter is the reason that voter turnout is 30%. Oh, yeah. Go. Tell your tell your friends, tell your family. I don't care if you're fucking Republican, Democrat, independent. independent. I don't give two fucking shits what you are. I want you to vote because your voice matters. You have a voice in this in in this country, and damn it, you need to use it. Yep, that's your only voice that you get in this country. That's the is your only voting, way you're going to get anything to voice. be how you want it to be. And if you want something to happen, vote for it. Now I can get off my high horse. Get off your soapbox. Yeah, I can get off my soapbox. You now. feel better? I do, I really do. Well, everybody, that was episode six of the pro. I did it. This is episode six of... I love you. I know. My name is Kyle. And I'm Sarah. And please go to 
theprolongedengagement.com. There you can find links to uh, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and uh, the podcast uh, service of your choice. That could be iTunes or Stitcher or Pocket Guest. And Google. Soon Please to come to Google Play. Please get your shit together. When they finally get their shit together. I, I've seriously had, I've had the podcast on there for like a few months now. And they still won't get their crap together. But at any rate. All right, guys. Well, we will see you next Monday at noon. Have Bye-bye. a good week until then. Snoop Dogg. You know what happened with the D R E.